Hi, I'm Zenobia Shroff. Welcome to a very special episode of The Power of X-Men. I hope you watch. Very special episode of the podcast today. Who do we have? Who do we have? Who do we have? I literally can't believe that I'm about to say this because I have been dying for this. You have been dying for this. We love the Marvels. We love Ms. Marvel. Today, we are talking with Zenobia Shroff, a.k.a. Muniba Khan, Kamala Khan's mother, the incredible, the one and only. I just, this is mind-blowing stuff. She is such an icon. She was, I mean the breakout star of the marvels in my opinion i loved her she's so magnetic and kinetic on screen how could you not want to just like see her she is a legend she is a queen she is the mother of the mother tuckin marvel universe at this point oh she my god all of <laughs> our mothers <laughs> in the interview that the family at home is about to listen to i'm like queen can i call you queen and she's just like she just like shakes her hair she's like you're so sweet i'm like oh my she, I, I, it, I like gushing. Uh, yeah, I could gush all day. She's incredible. She was incredible in the film. She's just as incredible in person. What an opportunity this was. I know everyone is going to love listening to it just as much as we love talking to her. What just truly, when we call this a very special episode, this is, we, we mean it this time, okay? This isn't just us ranting about toys. This is Zenobia Shroff. Yeah, and it, and it's worth noting that in this episode we talk all about her audition process for Miss Marvel, going on set on the Marvels. Um, we talk about we we do hit some hard topics about grief here. We talk about everything in the Marvel universe. We do ask about a season two. You know, we we, we will let we will let you guys listen to the episode. Fingers crossed, of course. And we do, we, we get some nice little nuggets of scenes that could have happened with her. This is such a beautiful, wonderful episode, and I love it so much. I absolutely adore this episode. I adore her. Y'all are going to have so much fun with this one. Oh my god, Zenobia, we are such stands. <laughs> Welcome to Pope Ashman. I can't believe that you are. I really, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, Muniba Khan is the mother of the MCU. How could we not oh, be thrilled to have you thank here? Thank you. you. Thank you so much. are the star of Ms. Marvel. You're the star of the Marvels. I, we are All just right. overjoyed to have you here with us today. I don't know if everybody would be happy to hear that. <laughs> Well, they should but be. It's very kind of you to. Oh, you're sweet. I had no idea I had gay fans. I really <laughs> did. I just thought, like, really? Is there a community? I'd love to connect. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, yes. My... We, you know oh, what? We should do a Facebook or an Instagram live because predominantly, absolutely, our our familia. We call them the familia here at Power of X Men is LGBTQIA plus. And the second we announced that you were going to yeah. be on. The amount of DMs that came in exploded. Oh my god, that's so cool. Ask me, ask, I, because I I really believe very strongly that without the fans, we're nothing. Yeah. And I, I try and make it a point to respond to each and every on Twitter, on Instagram, at least hit the heart button, unless you're inappropriate or hate. Hate and inappropriate, mama axes you. Yeah, but um, other Nobody than has that, time for that, you know, exactly. 
Um, but other than that, I really, really like connecting with the fans because I think that in the end, it's the fans. I mean, without yeah. you, where are we? We're nowhere. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We're nowhere. Oh, my well, gosh. I love you so yeah. much. I'm sorry. Oh, it's so heartwarming. Uh, all we can are say you in New Yorkers? Yes. yes. Are yes. You, I'm okay, in New York. So well, I'm in Miami now, but I'm in New York. I'm a Texan. So Okay. Yeah. All right. But you're New Yorkers by yeah. living. Yeah. So when I get back, we'll have coffee and hugs. Oh, my God. Yes, please. I, I, will, <laughs> I will fly in from Texas just for that. Oh, you see. No. <laughs> the Marvels is out on digital now. I mean, we've already downloaded it. We've rewatched it. We love it. But they just announced yesterday that it is coming to Disney Plus on February yes. 7th. So this I is- saw that. This is absolutely the perfect time for this interview. We couldn't be more excited. Yes. I mean, yes. I, I just have to say that, you know, Muniba is one of my favorite characters in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe because, Aww. I mean, sh she brings a lot of love and light to that universe, which is, you know, it's a fictional mm -hmm. world, but it's full of horrible disasters and supervillains. And, and yes. it's someone like Muniba, she's just so important because she brings something grounding she brings a lot of love to it and and mm -hmm. that's why you know the gay fans love you that's why every everybody Aww. loves you i mean you're you're a highlight of of that series and, and we're just I'm like the new I, gay mama uh yes <laughs> yes we'll, we'll we'll take that we'll absolutely take that i mean we're just we like i said we're just so thrilled that you're here and thank, thank you for you. making the time for us of course of course so we have to talk about that post credit scene because we are predominantly an x-men podcast beast from the x-men was in that post credit scene when did you mm. find out about when did you find out about this so, you know, I was reading you guys' questions that you had sent because, you know, I like to prepare. And then I thought, these guys are going to think this woman knows nothing because I'll be honest, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a Marvel comic book nerd. I don't like to yeah. label, but I'm not yeah. that girl. I come yeah. from Ibsen and Chekhov and Shakespeare. And so I want to say, and, and, and please, I could be wrong. But I don't think my my script, my original script, which you know they're very they're very particular about who gets it and how much you get and all of that. But we also to remember we shot it two years ago, now three, twenty one we shot it. Yeah. So at that time, I don't believe, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe that's how it ended. And that's the thing with Marvel. The creative process continues a lot. Then you sometimes you add additional photography, which we had. And, you know, they'll tinker with it a lot. Yeah. And so I know that it's not the answer you want, but I'm saying um, I'm, uh, you, you want me to have all the, the Marvel knowledge? No. <laughs> <I'm so> <laughs> uh, but I'm going with no. I don't think yeah. Beast was yeah. there in the, in the script I got. So okay. that was after I finished, after I did reshoots and additional photography, uh, our boss, Kevin, and uh, likes to tinker and get it just right. As you know, he's quite the genius at pulling that thread mm -hmm. and um, building the franchise. And so I, I want to say that Beast came after I, I knew about it. And, uh, but I will say that when I saw it, the whole and Beast came on, the entire audience. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, I oh, know. Yeah. My yeah. audience too. Yeah. I, I saw it when we were in 
Pittsburgh. And our oh, entire okay. audience, like someone had popcorn, went like that. And uh, I was, it makes it so worth it. I like I had my friend next to me and I started going, oh, my, it's Beast. Oh my, it's Beast. It's Beast. It's Beast. She's also yeah. such a huge Kelsey Grammer fan. So like just seeing some him okay. return to the role after almost 18 right. years away from Is it, you know, everybody right? was was just so excited. Wait, can yeah, I pull on a yeah. thread really quickly? You said you were oh. a big Shakespeare fan. I wouldn't say I was a big Shakespeare fan, but I would say that when I came, to, I came to New York in 1989, and at the time, um, this is you know pre-globalization internet. We had yeah. nothing. We were door to doors. Yeah. We went door to door with your dramatic picture, your commercial picture, yes. and your sexy picture, and all this <laughs> nonsense. And and you had to do two monologues at every audition. One was a Shakespearean one, and one was a contemporary. Mm -hmm. And um, I grew up in post-colonial India, right here in this bedroom. Um, and Shakespeare was part of our schooling. I studied Julius Caesar, and then I did, I did uh, for tons of audition. I did Portia for the first five six years of my life in America. My classical monologue was Portia from Julius Caesar, which I still rep remember, you know. Upon wow. my knees, I'll charm you by my once commended beauty, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> yeah. I think this yeah. is the first time we've quoted Shakespeare on this podcast. I love that. <laughs> well, well, because the reason why I ask is because, one, we love Shakespeare here, obviously, mm -hmm. but two... Beast is also a big Shakespeare fan. <laughs> so you can yeah, so, yeah. so mom can give him a run for his money. Money, money. Um, you know, when they and I'll be honest, I'm like Beast who? What's Beast? You know, <laughs> I'm that fine. girl. Which is fine. Yeah. We don't like Beast here, yeah. so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. of all the so, X-Men Beast, and I like slapped right. the person next to me. Oh joking. my gosh. But you knew what but I, I think we had some clue about the X-Men thing because of Miss Marvel, yes. isn't that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm learning this world and I'm enjoying it thoroughly because I've done this for 35 years and everybody needs a shot in the arm. And Marvel has really been my shot in the arm because like I said, you know, I did Ibsen and Chekhov and I was a serious dramatic actor. Yeah. And, and suddenly, you know, they're like, uh, do you mind getting strapped in a harness? I'm like, let's go, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Wait, I saw a video of you on on YouTube where what was it called? Exotic observations that you did for that an is hour. Correct. Wait, would that be part of your exotic observation being strapped <laughs> on a harness? <laughs> I no, forgot what, what uh, no. art show did you do it for? You did it for an art show. I'm forgetting. So, to answer both the questions, yeah. the harness scene was cut. Mm. I was in a harness and I did fly. Um, and that was during the Flurkin um Flurkin um sequence, I suppose you call it. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. It was a highlight. It was my last day on set and um last day of principal photography for me. And um so they had some serious training because you know they have to cover all their their bases yeah but i'm very I, i'm i've been a lifelong dancer and i'm a, a yogi so i'm like i can do this they're like but well, you're old they didn't say that but you know, <laughs> you know you know they were thinking mama wants to go in a harness i'm like yes mama does of <laughs> course me in the 
Yeah. If you're in a Marvel movie, of course you want to be in the harness. Of course. <laughs> so there was a little training. I had to go, you know, and they were like, are you sure? Is it secure? I'm like, it's extremely secure. Trust me. Just hit the damn button. But I will tell you <laughs> when they hit the button, you you're just like zero to 60. But um, I had fun, but they cut it. Rude. Um, so they cut. No, I, it mustn't have fitted. And there's another spoiler, which I, I'm going to drop this little uh, nugget for you guys at the end, because I know that you guys were, have been very keen about the deleted yoga scene. Yes. But I'm, I'm going to tell you about another scene of mine that was deleted. <gasps> oh, I can't oh. wait. I can't wait. And for me, I was so hopeful they'd put that in because it was it kind of became my favorite scene. I am. I'll tell you about it a little later. I'm gonna sure. stop it, keep you guys. Uh, See, for folks at home who can't, uh, who are not watching this on YouTube, Flink and I just went the gate gasp like, Ooh, like this. Ah! <laughs> she has an ex cheat. She has an ex cheat. She's gonna be an X man. <laughs> uh, oh <laughs> yeah. But to, to, to so just, also to yeah, answer yeah, the next question yeah, about Iman and the mutant yeah, you asked, yeah. um, I want to say, and again, I could be wrong. Again, now remember, this was 21 when we mm. finished shooting Miss Marvel. I think that ending was changed and then she got the mutant power. Um, okay. But, you know, I don't know. I, mm. I tried to look up the old scripts, but it's on a on a very restricted server, so I wasn't able to do it. Does <laughs> Marvel like, have a restriction? You're done now with this. We're not showing you this <laughs> trick again. Kevin Feige's yeah. like, no. Kevin Feige's like, sorry, mom. <laughs> BRB. But maybe if she is, I am. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Could be, could be. It is a genetic thing. It, it, I, is, it is. Maybe we'll get you in. In what if season three? What if? What if Maniba Khan ah, was was a mutant? I, Stop right, him. Right. <laughs> so you know the X Men, the mutants whole thing is they have you know a school for mutant. Professor Xavier brings them in. He trains them, and they graduate to the X Men team. Do we do we think that Maniba is going to allow Kamala to enroll at Professor X's school for mutants? Very good question. So I think that if you, you obviously have seen it's silly to ask you. So in the beginning of Miss Marvel, Muniba is very resistant to the powers yeah. that she thinks she doesn't want her to have anything to do with the bangle. And she keeps calling, you know, her mother crazy. And the arc is very beautiful. And I'm very grateful that I writers wrote me such a beautiful arc. And finally, in the um we call it a dhobigat in Urdu, and uh, it's the laundromat where she sees that you are light girl, and she sees this kid sort of, you know, uh, going up the wall, and she makes peace with it. Yeah. As you can see in the Marvels, she makes peace with the fact that, yes, my daughter is gifted. My mother wasn't out of her mind. Um, and I think that is evident in the Marvels too. She says, go go you have a gift you have a special power yeah go do you know go do what you need to do and i'll always be here so i think muniba has come around and she's on board now kamala still has to graduate um so if we get a season two i'm looking forward to seeing those conflicts you have to 
you know, graduate, you can't go training to be a mutant. And uh, yeah. and Iman has said the same thing, and I agree with her that it would be nice to to continue to see the growth of Kamala as a teenager. Also, maybe she likes a boy, or maybe you know she goes to prom, or and how is Muniva going to deal with all that? Will be very interesting to see. But Definitely. I think that Muniba has realized, okay, this kid is kind of gifted. So much as she doesn't want her to go, um, which she says, if you realize in the, in the Marvelous, yeah. right? When she, she's yeah. about to go, um, which by the way, I thought I was terrible in that scene, but that's okay. No, <laughs> no, no, sorry. Not, not no. your audience here. We're going to be like, yes, you're okay. Okay. we're going to build you great. up all morning. Your acting was great. Your yeah. hair was great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was much longer. I cut it off because, you know, Muniba, it, it had been balayaged and it was it was a little damaged. But no, I thought I overacted that, and which is the only reason I watch me. I don't like watching me, but I watch to see what I could have done better. But in any case, um, yeah, so I think Muniba's on board now. So, you know, I mean, for God's sake, she fought a little in her own house. So, Ugh. yeah, she's on board. She's on board. And, but, you know, the becoming, going to training to, as you explained, Xavier and this, I, then there's probably going to be some conflicts, of course. If there's no conflict, then what's the fun with a teenager? <laughs> I just have to say, I, I want to see Maniba telling off Professor X, like, you better take care of my, of my daughter. You better not let her get into any trouble. Yeah. You know, I don't see it not happening. I mean, she, for God's sake, still <laughs> said to Captain Marvel, which means I will kill her if she does anything <laughs> to you. That and, scene. I, I, and I came up with that line and Nia's like, yep, say it. I'm like, are you sure? I mean, this is Captain Marvel, for God's <laughs> sakes, you know? <laughs> Nobody yeah. Fs with her, but she's like, no, 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 no. say it. And um, yeah, so we said it. <laughs> I mean, when it comes um, to Kamala, I think Maniba could take could could take Carol. I mean, to to protect her daughter, I think Maniba could do anything. Very protective. Yeah, but it's that protective nature is why you have such strong LGBTQIA plus fans like myself oh, and Flink, and that's yeah. and that's you know you we we you can talk about your acting and each scene, but there's something that radiates inside of you, and that translates to the audience. And not only oh, do we do we you. sense that protective nature that that you you are as a human but also you're just fabulous and you were so fun to oh, watch and that's oh, fun yes you. but anyways we thank can be gushing you. nonstop. But uh, <laughs> to, to finish this portion because we have to ask about the yeah. x-men because everyone's gonna ask how excited do you think fans should be for the x-men given what the marvels has set up and i know that's you can only give us a morsel of anything you may or may not know I know nothing. I promise <laughs> you, I know nothing. Uh, it's above my pay grade, and um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I only know what I am contracted for. But I know nothing. So when Mr. Feige calls, I, I get on a plane. Yeah, as you should. As, as you should. Any one of us would. As I will. As I will. As I will. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. So, so sort of, you know, diving into your 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 history, you know, getting on board this project. Did you did you have any familiarity with the character of Ms. Marvel before you accepted this role? None at all. Not at all. None at all. I I never heard of it. Uh, I'm not a comic book reader. 
I was when I was young and growing up here because there was no TV, there was no, there was a radio, and then there was TV when I was in 10th grade. Uh, so we grew up, but I, uh, um, I, I grew up watching a lot of, uh, reading a lot of Archie comics and uh, <laughs> Dilton Doily and uh, <laughs> Little Lara. I think the Phantom was the one that people who had a, a darker sensibility went toward. Yeah. But yeah. my sensibility has always been a little unicorn and fairies. So <laughs> I stuck, I stuck with Archie and, you know, everybody would, that I was really a. Have you read Archie comics? Yes. Well, yes. my next so, question was yes. going to be Betty or Veronica. You're so you're Correct. totally a Veronica. You're such a Veronica. Do not lie to us. And I, ah, <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. Everybody thinks I'm Veronica Lodge, right? Yes. <laughs> but, but deep down in my heart, I'm so effing sorry. Yeah, you can curse. Betty Don't worry. Uh, I'm Betty Cooper. I'm a very very. I'm a good girl. You're the good so girl next my, door. Right. Uh, so my personality can be outrageous. And uh, and also, you know, I'm a New Yorker, so I don't take too much guff. But um, I'm a very soft-hearted person. So and uh, kind of a good girl. Yeah. I've I never mean, even had a cigarette in my life. Good. Really? You shouldn't. Wow. Who, who don't. Should? Don't. So... What was, once you did find out about the project, were you excited for it? Now, were you like a, a Muslim superhero? This is groundbreaking. This is what the world needs right now. Yes, yes, and yes, and yes. So I have been in this business a very long time. So I, while I never watched Marvel, I knew everything there was to know from a business standpoint and from even from a, pop culture standpoint like i can tell you who's iron man who's the hulk who's this yeah. i know i know a disgusting amount about pop culture like <laughs> same i will same right <laughs> i could win i could win any pop culture trivia quiz any day of the week like it's it's you can be crazy on our team. Um, absolutely uh, in la actually when i was shooting the affair for two years i used to go to pop culture trivia on wednesday nights with some actor guys I knew there and I knew everything. So from that standpoint, I knew that Robert Downey was da, 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 da. Yeah. And I also knew the business potential of the Marvel universe. I knew that it has been rated as the, if not the largest entertainment franchise in the world. Yeah. So when the audition came through, we were in deep pandemic the pandemic pre pre-vaccine pandemic yeah um and um i realized the impact when i saw the words marvel mm -hmm. uh and uh but i was experienced enough to now just do the audition and not think right yeah you yeah. do it and then you you throw it away and i was like that's how you're gonna do this and i also clocked very much wow South Asian superhero, Muslim superhero, Pakistani superhero. Uh, the world is indeed, you know, changing. Yeah. 30 years ago, um, I was told to change my name mm. and get dialect coaching classes and go on my white passing. And so it was a watershed moment for me when I saw that. So I got the impact of it 100%. Yeah. But 
but the actor in me has been trained very well to do the job and throw it away. So then I contact a fr sweet friend of mine in, in Los Angeles, a young girl, and we do it exactly like this on Zoom, except on, on a bigger screen in my living room in New York City. And I, she was very kind. And I knew Muniba the minute I met her because she's in my blood. I, I don't know if you know this, but I played 14 South Asian mothers. <laughs> Wow. Wow. I, I made a Some career experience. on it. I've played, made a career from it. I've had 19 children. I want you to imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> There's a very naughty joke there, but we won't. There is. We'll leave that keep, one to we'll the imagination. We'll keep it kosher. We'll keep it kosher. <laughs> like choking so here. <laughs> yeah. So I always tell myself, one more. I'm capping it at 20. Give me your best one. Give me your best one, Hollywood. And I'm capping it at 20. So I knew Muniba from the minute I met her. And I did the audition and I let it go. I want to say this was July or August of 2020. Wow. July. Goodness. And yeah. um, two weeks later, and I forgot about it. Like I have not just train myself, but I've genuinely come to a point where I just forget about it. Yeah. And then two, two weeks later, my agents wrote and said, there's a lot of interest. All right. and, uh, and then, so then you're like, like, Oh shit. And then I was still like, Nope, not going there, not going there. Also, as you know, we were the epicenter of the epicenter. I was just trying to stay alive, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, well, everyone forgets that New York during lockdown, we were when we were in Hoboken, we saw the ships coming in with the extra, you know, medical care, and the Hertz across from our apartment was being leased out to transport bodies. It was yeah. New York during lockdown during the pandemic was so grim. It was so. It was awful. the Walking Dead. Yeah. It was the it, walking everything dead. was empty. The streets were I had empty. A, yes. I had a similar situation to yours. Um, yeah, it was very, very bleak. So I was just trying to, and I live, you know, I'm a single woman. So I'm like, you just stay healthy. Don't worry about anything else, yeah. you know? And then she wrote that. And then it's a, it's a funny story. I had bought these really cheap, not these Apple ones. Again, back to Apple being very good. <laughs> I had bought cheap cheap iPods from the TJ Maxx because who doesn't go there, right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're all guilty. We're all guilty. So I'm like, these, these are terrible. And I'd already ordered my set from Apple. So I'm like, let's go return them, get my $14 back. <laughs> uh, so I trundle down the street and um, I'm in the TJ of course, you can't just return them. You have to look around. Yes. Um, double masked and everything. Because that's all we could do is go yeah. to the park or, you know. Yeah. Um, and the phone rang. I was my the agent who did the deal. And he said, I'm getting so-and-so on the phone. So-and-so is the, you met him. You talked to him, Don. Uh, mm -hmm. He's the president of the company. Um, and I'm like, I got it. I just knew in that moment. Because why would you get Don on the phone? Yeah. And then Don comes on the phone and they said, you got it. And um, it was, it's, it was because I knew the impact of the Marvel universe. Uh, I was out of body. Like it just, I was looking at ladies clothes and, and they were just 
And my agent got his wife who was screaming yeah. celebration. Yeah. <laughs> and Don, and they were all three talking. And then my agent is, is giving me the nuts and bolts. Yeah. So they hadn't figured out everything, but he's telling me, you know, what all will happen. And I'm just like, I was literally like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I put down the phone. It was just like a disassociative thing was happening. I believe and that. I just wa- yeah. And a woman behind me said, excuse me, did <laughs> you just get a really big acting job? Yeah. And I said, yes. And she's like, my kids are in the business, so I know how big this is for you. And I'm very sweet, she was. Yeah. And I said, thank you. I'm not kidding you guys. I couldn't stand in the line to return it. I just walked home in a daze. Oh, yeah. Um, and I sat on my couch. Um, and from my couch, there's a little altar uh, of, you know, my Buddhas. I'm, I'm very spiritual, so I collect angels. So there's my angels and my Buddha. And I'm Zoroastrian and Persian, my Persian god, all kinds of little you know how what an altar looks like and i just looked at the altar and yeah i had a few tears you know because like i said oh i'm very emotional today because my father's not well i'm sorry Um, no don't worry no no don't apologize at all but i I couldn't get a job when i got to new york when i was much more better looking and much younger I couldn't get a job because I was too fair to be Indian, fair-skinned, and I was too not fair-skinned enough to be white. And I still had a very, I spoke like this, like a upper-middle-class Bombay girl. And no one would give me a job, but everybody's actually harassed me because, you know, I, I was conventionally good-looking. And no one who looked like me or sounded like me was on the TV. No one. 20 years ago, no one was there. 10 years ago, it started changing. So the weight of my history really came to me. I'm so sorry. No, No, don't be sorry. Speak your truth. My dad has been really unwell. And so, and I've tried not to cry about that. And so I think I'm crying now, but because I want to keep a, you know, happy face for him. Uh, I'm so sorry. Please yeah, give your dad. Sorry. We're thinking of your dad. Definitely. Thank thinking you. of your dad. Thank I'm you. sorry that you're going through that. My mother was dying throughout Miss Marvel, and I think that really helped me to act better and bring her, channeled her through Muniba a lot. Yeah. And not, um, but we'll get to that. But so. The weight of the history really came to me. I was like, you're fucking kidding me. Yeah. There's going to be a Muslim-American superhero. We're the first South Asian family on TV. Yeah. We're, the fir- uh, we're the first South Asian family, excuse me, in the Marvel Universe. That yeah. Kevin Feige and Sana Amanat, who wrote the comics, took this chance. Kevin took this chance. Is a fucking huge deal. Sorry for my French. No, go, and, please. And we shifted the needle. And I know we yeah. shifted the needle because you guys won't believe me when I say after Miss Marvel dropped, I spent the next two months, because it would come out any every Wednesday, just answering women 
and children and husbands and sons who said, my mother has never seen herself represented in 50 years of living in this country. She says, this lady talks like me, this lady sounds like me. Thank you from my ammi. My ammi says thank you. I mean, it was overwhelming. And that's when you know, and I said this to my dad, who's very spiritual as well. Um, and I said, that's when you know, you're not just an actor. You're making an impact in people's life. Yeah. Art moves the fucking needle. Let's yeah. give ourselves that credit. We're not just actors. We impact your life. We take you from point A to point B, and we give you a better half hour of your day. That's making a difference in someone's life. And that's yeah, it, the pr thing I'm proudest of. Yeah, it truly is. I mean, and especially something like the Marvel Universe, you know, Paul and myself, we have been fans of, of the Marvel Universe our entire life. And I think, you know, as, as queer people, the X-Men have represented the metaphor as other, and that has been so important to us seeing, you know, outcasts band together as a team and, and make their own way in the world has been something that has impacted me greatly. So I can completely understand, you know, somebody seeing themselves represented on screen for the first time ever being a big deal. And, and, and you letting that sink in and, and understanding that and appreciating it and not, you know, feeling burdened by that weight. I mean, that's a special thing. That is a, a, a very special skill that you have to to bring that to life and not just be like, I'm here for the paycheck, but here, understand that you're here representing an entire group of people who has never been represented before. I mean, that's a huge deal. And you so much, so much love for you for, for understanding the, the weight of that and the significance. Thank you. And Thank you, you are so talented on top of all oh, of that messaging so and everything, sweet. just being on screen. It was, it was such a pleasure to see that show weekly Yes, and tune in and just know, yeah. by the way, we, it's a family, just like all of the families around the world. We come together. We have our complicated relationships, and you conveyed that so beautifully. And it it just infer it boils my blood that you were told thirty years ago that you had to whitewash yourself, that you had to get rid. It is just mind blowing that someone would have the the guile to say that. I mean, it's I, not um... no, sadly not shocked, but I just cannot believe that people. Well, it what, can look at you well, straight what in about, the face. What that. about come around the table and show me your breasts? Oh, no, oh. that's just yeah. So Wait, that's do we have a response to that? Answer. We have a response to that. <laughs> say, tell me, Rudy, tell me. But you know, I just wanted to go back to saying because you were talking about outcasts. Yeah, and in a way. You guys are outcasts because you're yeah. also a marginalized group, make, as you know, and yeah. that you have your haters. And we have our haters in this, in this, unfortunately, in this, uh, in this Marvel universe, there is a certain fan who refuses to see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm um, mainly white heterosexual males, I think. Um, and uh, I really want to say to them, because it's easy to get angry and say, listen, it's a great show and it's your loss and I don't care. We're not excluding you, man. Correct. Every day is fucking white man's day, okay? 
we're not excluding you. All we're saying is include us too. Yes. Right. right? As Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, all we ask is you don't sit on our necks. Yeah. You know, you let us be part of it. So I say to them, if any of them will ever see this, like the Marvels is a really fun movie. Miss Marvel is an excellent show. Give it a shot. You have yeah. nothing to lose. Yeah. You know, um, just because it has three women leads doesn't make it a bad movie. It's such a fun movie. I, I who am not, you know, in the Marvel Universe uh, as a nerdy kind of Marvel Universe person, really loved it the second time. I think that scene when the three girls fight Darben is the best fight scene I have seen. It's incredible. And Nia's and my darling Laura Karpman, who is the music director for both Miss yeah. Marvel and this, whom I adore and has been given a lot of awards, to put Missy Elliott's that rat a tat tat thing to it. Holy crap! I downloaded that song. I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm walking to that. <laughs> and I was so these girls, four of them, kicked butt. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you want fights? We got fights. But why? Because Iman is is Muslim Canadian and Tiana is a black woman. You have so much resentment. Give it a chance. It's, it's not wild. even two hours of your life. Yeah. And it's such a fun movie to reiterate what you it's said. So much There's fun. No, and, and, you know, we, we look at these movies critically and, and we we try to anticipate how people will react to everything. There is nothing in that movie that would suggest someone is excluded from the conversation. Nope. Everyone exactly. is welcome. We are just having a good time. You have three incredible leads who are just kicking yes. butt, who are characters that are beloved in the comics. Yes. By the way, this is not anything new. Carol, Monica, like these are characters that have been around for decades. And Kamala yes. has been one of the breakout stars in the last yes. like decade of being created. Absolutely. So I don't know why now all of a sudden is there so much anger towards these characters that have been long loved yeah. in the comics. It, it, it makes no new. sense. I'm it's not new. Sorry. When when I was growing up, I mean, in the 1980s, Monica Rambeau was the leader of the Avengers in the it's comic not even, books. Yeah, exactly. So, this yeah. is it. Why are we regressing? She's already been the leader of the Avengers. It's that's wild. very interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Sorry. I didn't know that they were. Yeah, no, that's very. Your gay fans are riding now. <laughs> that's right, baby. Let's go. Um, it's funny. So obviously, I knew Captain Marvel existed, yeah. but. Uh, you know, that Monica was uh, a leader of the Avengers. And I don't know what it is. It, is it like three women are too much or, you know. Um, oh, no. Also, I feel, yeah, God forbid. Oh, God. Also, like. We have so many, we it? have so many other male actors, but three women together. Oh, gosh. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Also, like, art has to reflect the populace. The populace yes, of the United yes. States is not white anymore. No. It is also white, but it is many ethnicities. And people have to turn on the TV or go to the movies, put down their hard-earned money, and they have the right to see themselves. Yeah. Um, represented. Absolutely. You know? I grew up loving the movies because my mother loved the movies, but who did I love? 
you know, the, the women she loved, she would tell me about, you know, like whatever, Ingrid Bergman and Marilyn Monroe and Rita Hayworth. There were, yeah, that was that was what she watched here. Yeah, I mean, she w watched Hindi cinema too. But so we have a right to see ourselves as well, and we have a right to be part of the the dialogue, the conversation, and even till today. I mean, till today, and I'm literally talking today because I got an audition. It's like, can you do the Persian accent or can you do the Indian accent? Or can you do this accent? All the ethnic accents. And I'm thinking, when is Hollywood going to see me just as Zenobia? And yeah. why have I never been offered doctor, lawyer, medical professional? You know, I'm very grateful that I've built a career on, uh, and I've been able to. But till today, it's just, it's still the same. It's still the same. We're going to manifest you as a doctor or a lawyer energy right now. Grey's Anatomy. I've always yes. loved yes. it. I'm available for Grey's Let's Anatomy. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're in the same family, ABC, Disney, everything. Yeah. Just do it. When you were on set, were you anticipating that there could be such a reaction from other certain types of fans out there, especially given everything that Brie Larson went through for making comments that weren't contentious these weren't contentious not comments all. all she said was there is room at the table for other people for other critics to come and talk about i believe it was a wrinkle in time so mm -hmm. when you guys were on set were you aware that this possible no matter what you do there was going to be that one angry group that were going to say anything Bree was simply stating facts yep. um and uh, she got a lot of unnecessary hate for it I was, I'll take it back to Miss Marvel, where all the kids, so we had, like, there were six kids, uh, and then there was me and Mohan, who plays my husband, and we were the only people in our 50s, and the, everybody else was well under 24 or 25. Um, so they were all super excited. I was the only one who kept saying it uh, when I could very gently, that, hey, we're going to get some backlash here, Okay. We're going to get some backlash here. Nobody was really listening. And then, yeah, we got a lot of backlash. So we were the highest rated show on Rotten Tomatoes, and we were the lowest watched on Disney+. Plus. How does that compute? It you doesn't. Know? And it doesn't. And then so by the time the Marvels came, um, I think at least Sagar and Mohan had had a taste of that. Um, also, Nia is a amazing brilliant sweetheart she's a black woman 30 years old 30 something years old so it, it was a completely women-led team yeah at that time i i didn't so much feel it but i was like yeah it's gonna happen again i just knew it we didn't nobody talked about it then i did mention it to a few people um at Miss Marvel's time. I'm like, you know, just manage your expectations a little bit. Yeah. And everybody was like, this bitter old crone. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if those are words anyone would use to describe you. And no, 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 never. But the, what's so frustrating is that, you know, the story for Miss Marvel, before I turn, turn it back to you, Flink, the, the story of Miss Marvel in the comics, that has been around for over a decade. And it was well-received. And your yeah. show did nothing else but adapt that story right. 
that has been already right. around for 10 years. So it's not like this is a new character, a new show, a character you've never heard of. This is a, a story and a character that had been around for 10 years at this point. So, right. that, and it was well received. Yeah, I know. It's really it was well received. What has happened? No, but we've never really had a chance to talk about it like this because yeah. the, it, it was really well established. It, you can disagree with, you know, how it was interpreted or whatever, but like to, to have that backlash that is just hate. You're like, where did this come from? Cutting through all of the it's noise okay. just for a moment, you know, the Marvels does mark the the highest opening ever for a female black director. How proud of 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 Nia are you and and this project for that? Crazy proud, and it's not her first time. While we were shooting the Marvels, the Marvels, twenty twenty one. Uh, summer in London. I'm lying. I, I was off that day and I'm uh, scrolling through Twitter, I think. And it says Nia DaCosta makes history as the first black female director with the domestic box office number one with Candyman 2, yeah. which had just come out at the time. It is excellent. And I, Such a good movie. And yeah. Um, and actually, she'd had a screening there, and I'm uh, terribly, terribly um, phobic about horror. So um, I didn't go to see it, uh, but I went and just met her before the screening. Uh, the rest of the cast went. Um, so it wasn't her first time, and I wrote her right away from my couch in London. I'm like, woohoo, this is the article, you're number one. And she is such a cool customer and such a cool guy. She's like, Hey, thanks. Didn't know. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, I've seen interviews with her, so I can only imagine that deadpan delivery. I just, I so love cool. her so much. And if you're looking or you're listening, Nia, you got to cast me again. Even if it's a cameo, <laughs> I'm coming on. I'm doing it. Um, I just love her to death. Um, and I want to take a moment to say how much she championed me. Good, um, she, as she should. And Mary, uh, Livinos, Livinos, Mary, sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong, our producer on the ground um, there in London. Um, they really championed me. Um, Nia championed me. Muniba was not written like that on the page. It was oh, really? much less, it was much smaller. It was much more Kamala, don't go, da, da, da. She let me improv. She kept giving me new sides every second day. She gave me more stuff to do with Sam. She championed me from one woman of color to another. And Mary championed me. Girl power. We love it. We love Girl it. Girl power. Yeah. And I know for a fact she did that with everybody. Yeah. So as she was championing you and she was giving you, know, giving you the, the rewrites and giving you new sides, did you have any input? on your growth on, on the character throughout the movie as it was being developed? She was always open to any suggestions, okay. always. Because also she's young, there's a different sensibility. It's not this hierarchical sensibility mm -hmm. that an yeah. older, whiter director might have. You could, she just like walk in, you know, and there's like 200 extras and a fire going. And she's like, hey, Zerabi, what's up tonight? So listen, today we're going to... She was just so chill. And she made the set so much fun. And I had so much fun. And so the 
the line that I say, um, you know, and the yoga scene was not in the script. We in, improv that completely. Because you're a yogi. Um, I am a yogi. Yeah. Um, and then, so now maybe it's time to tell you of the scene yeah, I was really was. hoping. Oh, hoping yes. Give to, us the exclusive. Uh, the exclusive. But uh, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not in the extras. So they obviously, so it's the fight scene in the house. Yeah. It end, the, the, the cons end with, I think, Muniba looking up at, at Yusuf and then getting pulled by one of the Cree and, and then the girls come in and take over. Yeah. But before that, they literally had me stand behind the kitchen counter of the Khan household and talk about literally throwing the kitchen sink. I literally threw roller pins, pots, pans, plates, everything at the Cree. And there was no dialogue. They were like, so they were like, and I said to Mary, I said, how about I say something to the effect of, and I do say it. Um, so Kamala gets her powers through the maternal lineage. So I said something to the effect of, you know, I am Kamala Khan's mother. She is superpower. I'm Muniba Khan. I'm Sana's daughter. Sana is Aisha's daughter. We have Noor, we have Bengals, we have we have power. Get out of my house, get out of so I, I said all that completely improv. And Nia was like, cool, go for it. And uh, yeah, it was a really kick-ass scene. I enjoyed doing it tremendously, but it may not have fit into uh, the vision. You know, in the end, you do have to trust what the director's vision is and Maybe they wanted to start focusing on the girls really coming in and kicking ass. But that sounds like an epic scene. It sounds though. incredible. Was, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know what to epic. tell you. I mean, it I'm sorry. It was so much fun to do. Oh, it was so much fun. And they, Nia was like, you are furious, okay? And I'm like, you got it, bitch. And like, <laughs> not, not, not bitch to Nia, but, you know, there's yeah, all yeah. Those, there are people you want to really smack. Yeah. But you can't because you're in polite society. And boy, was I doing some method acting. I was like, this one's for you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, be, before I turn it over to Flink really quickly, can I just ask you, I mean, you, you have such a great grasp of, of comedy and comedic timing. And knowing that your character started off smaller in the script and expanded on the day-to-day, -day, so you had to go a lot of the stuff on the fly. What is your history with comedy? Yeah, it's a really good question. I have always been the life of the party. Yeah, I, can I believe I have that. A, I, have a very, I have a very good year. I'm also extremely antisocial. And by that, I mean, I don't go for big crowd things. But with yeah. my group, I'm the life of the party. I can see that. So yes. I have a very good year. I can imit I can ape and imitate and, and you know, I, I, I very good with that stuff. But I didn't know that I was funny. And, um, Okay, so going back to something hard, I, 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 which I, which I said a little bit in uh, how to succeed as an ethnically ambiguous actor, which is a one woman show that I wrote. I got very sick in my thirties, and um, I was in bed for a very long time. That's I won't, I won't elaborate. Uh, if I ever do how to succeed as an ethnically ambiguous actor again, you will see it, um, and. Um, it got to a point where it was so absurd. I was like, 
how the fuck did my life turn out so bad? I had no money, no job. I was very sick. I couldn't even move my head. And it was so absurd that I started writing exotic observations and all the things that had happened to me that had probably led to my having this kind of emotional breakdown. And uh, the worse my life got, the funnier I got. And it just got funnier. It just, it, and it got really bad. And then, and I was like, well, it seems like I'm making people laugh about this shit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and that's when it takes time to know who you are. And it was not yeah. till my 40s that I realized, oh, I'm funny. Yeah. And then when the Marvels came along, I wasn't trying to be funny, I promise you. Everybody has written how funny you are. I was never trying to be funny, but I think it was the environment. Nia created so much fun environment for yeah. us. Sa Sam, God bless him, was such an amazing guy to work with um, and made it so fun for us. And uh, because of the two of them, uh, I let, uh, I guess, my funny bone flew. The one thing I wanted to mention is six weeks, five weeks before the Marvels began, my mother died. Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. I, I was lucky to have her into my 50s. And so I virtually flew from here to London. And so the Marvels became the bomb on the wound because I had to, I had to, do something with the grief. It was yeah. a very complicated grief that I had. And I had to do something with it. And I want to say shout out to Sam Jackson, who really helped me. He doesn't know this. If he ever sees this, he'll know it. Uh, but he kept me laughing and he kept me entertained. And it was the best scene part that I've had. It was just amazing. Shout out to Sam and Jackson for that, for sure. Shout out to Sam Jackson and shout out to art saving you when you're grief stricken. Yeah. Yeah. That's what art's supposed to do. And I mean, yeah. humor, you know, humor is the best way of, of dealing with, with things and getting your life kind of back on track and not getting bogged down by the sadness. So I'm not yeah. surprised to hear that, you know, although you were, were going through something horrible and traumatic that, you were able to, you know, let your funny side shine for the world to see absolutely. because that's the best way of dealing yeah. with those those emotions. Yeah, I I, absolutely. Whenever that's happened to me, I'm like, I just throw it all at action. Just throw it, and throw the throw the kitchen sink <laughs> at action. Literally, <laughs> literally right yeah, there. Literally throwing the kitchen sink. That's incredible. But you know, there's that that the philosophy with humor that the the more atrocities you see or experience the the higher your threshold is for humor humor can really be a lifeline for people and it's and it manifested in you in the way it has because my nieces eight-year-old nieces were just laughing at you the entire time like oh, laughing so at your performance thought you were so much fun and strong that's you know so, so it's just I, i'm sorry so sorry for everything you've gone through and i'm glad you were able to channel no, it into okay. something yeah. beautiful and talented thank you so much so transitioning sort of back to to you know your on-screen family for for just a moment how would you describe your chemistry with iman as a as a screen partner as you know your on-screen daughter excellent wouldn't you say 
Uh, oh yes. yeah! Wait, 100%. is she is she your favorite out of your nineteen on-screen children? Out of my nineteen children, they're all my children. I, I cannot, I, there's too many actors here, so I'm gonna be really careful. Uh, Iman Iman is an excellent screen partner. Iman is an excellent scene partner. Iman was brand new. She had a very steep learning curve. She'd never acted, but when it was action, she was very devoted and dedicated. And I think. Yeah, I think that we have excellent chemistry. Yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's not something that you can manufacture. Definitely. Um, it's just there. We get each other uh, at a level that we don't talk about in real life. Yeah, that's incredible. That's I'm glad that you guys were able to forge that kind of that kind of bond because it definitely it truly comes across. I mean, just in the just in the little picture behind me, I think y'all's chemistry comes across mm. perfectly. The way the that way scene you was shot a couple of times. It, that scene that scene was hard. I can I yeah. I believe that yeah. I can believe that. But yeah, you know, just as important as your you know chemistry and relationship with Iman, you know, is your relationship with with Mohan and Sagar, who of course play your your husband and son respectively. I mean, did did the Khan clan become close off screen? Did y'all keep in touch between Ms. Marvel and the Marvels? I know there wasn't too much time in between, but that kind of mm. chemistry to me just cannot be faked. It's not fake. Iman had so many scenes with so many people in both the series and the film. So she wasn't always with us, um, but all four of us, there was no faking anything because we had such, I've said this in many interviews and Sagar has said it and Mohan has said it and Iman has said it. We have a, such a deep baseline understanding of each other. Yeah. Because we're all South Asian. Yeah. Mohan and I have been born in this city and raised here. Iman and Sagar, uh, Canada and, and America, respectively. But it's in our blood. It's in our DNA. It's in our gene pool. We just, we just know how to do it. And we don't talk about it. It's not yeah. like we have some big discussion about how will Muniba say this and how will uh, you know, Yusuf say that and how will Kamala say that. No, we just do it. And it's organic and it's, it's all just there. It's, it comes it's across between it, us. It definitely again, does like not feel with fake. Iman and I, you know, it's not at all. And same with Iman and just like with Iman and I, we don't, Iman and I never talk about our scenes, but when it's action, we have an understanding and same with the four of us. You know, family is a huge theme of, of the movie. Um, you, my, one of my favorite parts in it is, you know, when, when Carol shows up and Monica's at your house and, 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 you know, there's a, you know, your husband says a line, you know, that they don't look like family. And you're just like, immediately, when you just like, families, families are complicated. Families are yes. complicated. It, it hits, that, that line hits so real, you know, to me and to Paul, just because found, found or chosen family, it means, it means a lot to the LGBTQ community. And so just seeing it represented, like, Maniba's immediate understanding of the Carol Monica situation and accepting of them as a family. I mean, that was, that was a big, a big moment for me just to, you know, you don't, the concept of found family isn't something that gets highlighted too often. So it was very important to me. And, you yeah. know, just how do you think in general, the theme of families plays out in the Marvels? So I think the, um, the cons are a very traditional, close-knit Muslim, Pakistani, family, immigrant family. I, I, I 
don't think that they have so much this concept of found family and yeah. birth family. Muniba's a traditionalist. She keeps the family. She's the alpha dog and she keeps the family close. But I think that found family is very much in the Carol uh, and uh, Monica uh, dynamic, isn't it? Yeah. And then also the three of them, they become a little family, don't yeah. they? Um, they, do. they really do. And with that Iman's cute line, we're a team, not an allergy. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, unfortunately, found family is often kinder to us than born family. And yeah. that's a reality yeah. in the world for many people. Um, and I think the nice juxtaposition is that the cons are very much a born to each other family. And then the other dynamics between the three girls between Carol and Monica's history, all that is found family. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, Muniba, I, it, she, I didn't write that line. Somebody brilliantly wrote it for me. But she's a smart woman, even though she's not that educated. And she gets it. She's been in America a long time. She gets the nuances, you know. Yeah. And she's um, in Jersey she, City. Jersey City is the episode. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So you've mentioned, you know, how how much you've enjoyed working um, with Sam Jackson, and I love your scenes together, and I especially love how Muniba is so polite throughout everything, even though she's so angry. Um, you know, she quickly gets on a first name basis with Nick Fury. She starts calling him Nicholas. Was your approach to that more of uh, affection or is she calling him Nicholas? Is that more like a mother calling you by your full name when you're in trouble? <laughs> no, I mean, Sam's character and Sam um, are older than Muniba. So it wasn't really maternal. I think that Muniba is a very, again, maybe not educated, but a very classy lady. And uh, she would not say Nick. And at the same time, Maybe she was a little pissed that he just <laughs> come up on this thing, and so it's very fitting for Muniba to say Nicholas, um, uh, because it's the right amount. And also remember that how much respect and love I have for Sam. So I let him bring what he was bringing, and I was just reacting a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. that should be mentioned. Yeah, I mean he's so skilled and so. It it just is very 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 organic between us doing that stuff. Yeah, it, 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 you yeah. felt very organic with with everybody. We can all your uh, your charm is you. just so natural. But I thank we can't you. talk about the Marvels without talking about the Flurkins, of course. <laughs> Must we? Yeah, we have to because that <laughs> scene is going to go down in history, not just Marvel cinematic history, but cinematic history as just one of the craziest, most fun scenes ever. What was it like filming that? I mean, were there cats running around or was it mostly CG? Yeah, some of it was CG. When it gets into midnight and memories or whatever, it was all CG, I would imagine. I wasn't there, but us running behind them and herding them down the stairs and herding them here and herding them there. There were there was a uh, couple of cats on the set, quite a few. Yes, there were. They're very cute. I'm allergic, so I just was swatting them <laughs> with my scarf. <laughs> so it wasn't as but, fun for you as it was for us. Right, but I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I would imagine it was CG'd. I mean, how do you have like 25 cats on the screen like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's true. 
It's true. But they made quite they made quite an impact, and um, a lot of people laughed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's so much fun. Incredible. Okay, Queen. I'm sorry. Can I officially address you as Queen now? Queen. You're so sweet. Queen. Any talks uh, of a season two of Miss Marvel, please? L- there's is there- a lot of there's a lot of Twitterverse around season two. Uh, yeah, a lot of threads, a lot of threads, a lot of asking me the same question. I have not heard anything, but I am hopeful. I'm okay, hopeful. we are also hopeful. We are so write to Marvel, write to Marvel, tag Marvel, tell them you want it. Yeah. Oh, trust that we do, especially Flink right here. Flink does like everything. I've been writing Marvel since I was five years old. I'm not, I have no plans to stop. That's so sweet. So sweet. What an honor to speak with you. Is there. Oh, you're sweet. Where can fans connect with you? Instagram. Mm hmm. Instagram or, or, I do do TikTok, but I don't have a lot of following there. So TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, please do. 